Vox Quick Hits. What you're about to hear is just a preview of a much longer and deeper conversation. And trust me, you're going to want to hear the rest of it. You can find the full episode of Vox Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Vox Conversations. I'm here today to introduce an episode hosted by NPR journalist and WBEZ podcast host, Arthi Shahani. Arthi is back this week on Vox Conversations to talk with Mexican-American investigative journalist and author Alfredo Corchado about the U.S.-Mexico border. Here's Arthi. I want to start with the border, okay? And to give a little bit of a context to what's happening there, when Donald Trump was president, there was a harsh message sent throughout Latin America, okay? It goes more or less, hey, if you try to come here, you will not be welcome. The encampments at the southern border, the Remain in Mexico policy, the 30-foot-high border wall, these are symbols of the Trump approach. Then you fast forward, President Biden comes in, and immediately he begins to dismantle some of the Trump approach, right? He says, hey, stop building that wall. Hey, parents and children who come here together can stay together. I'm not going to separate them. You know, he basically removes some of the cruelest aspects of the Trump approach. Biden's approach is different from Trump's approach, and Republicans are very critical of the Biden approach because they're saying, hey, man, you're sending the wrong message. Basically, you're telling people in Central America, come on over, we're open to you, you know, you're creating an environment of lawlessness. Uh, and in terms of sheer data points, sheer numbers, there's been a spike, a clear spike in unaccompanied children in the months of January and February. So I want your take on the dynamic that is happening at the border. Well, Arti, it, it feels in many ways like uh, Groundhog, you know, where here we go again. I mean, the issue we're seeing today is not different from Obama, it's not different from Bush, it's not different from Trump. I kind of get the sense that Biden's been very consistent or his team has been very consistent about saying the border's not open, the border's not open. But after four years of Trump, I think any sign, any change, uh, whether it's administration or even the language was going to give people a sense of hope. I remember talking to a few people back in December and they're saying, you know, this may be our moment because of a change of administration, because suddenly you heard, you know, more words about humanity, you know, something that was really absent in the last few years. So there is a sense that uh, maybe this is the time. You know, it, it takes me back to uh, 1986 when there was a sense that uh, maybe that this is our moment to legalize. But I, I think the focus has been too much over the last few decades about how people get here. But we're doing very little to actually get to the reasons why people are coming here. The violence, drug traffickers, uh, extortions, and the economy. You throw in the hurricanes, you throw in the pandemic, and the sense of urgency is something I haven't seen. The first thing that comes out of people's mouths, you know, is la pandemia. And explain, I'm sorry, the first thing coming out of people's mouths is the pandemic, meaning what? That's the reason for coming here? Meaning that uh, their economies have just been shattered. I mean, there, there was a report uh, recently that just basically uh, says that it set men back years, it sets women back a decade. They're much more beset by poverty. In other words, if we thought things were tough a few years ago, the new dynamic is a pandemic and obviously climate change with the aftermath of the hurricanes. 
Sure. And the pandemic then working differently from people south of the border than from north of the border. From the U.S. perspective, it may be this is the very worst possible time for people to come in, stop all movements. You've got to lock down. It's dangerous. But from the standpoint of people who have been trying to come here generationally, the economic drivers are even worse under the pandemic. So the push to come is stronger. I mean, exactly right. And that's something that when we interview people today, it's a new dynamic. It's a new thing. And as always, I mean, America, United States, it's always the hope for them. I want to talk about why it remains the hope for them in a little bit. First, I want to ask you, there's a term that we throw around a lot, okay, secure borders. And secure borders, when I say it, it, it sounds like a desirable thing, like a common sense value. Wouldn't you want a secure border as opposed to an insecure one? From your vantage point, is that a goal? Is it an achievable goal? I mean, so much of your reporting challenges the very concept of it. You know, if anyone wants secure borders, it's actually the people who live on the border. I mean, I don't think anybody here wants to live in a no man's land, you know, where people come and go whatever they want. I mean, we want security. And I'm sure the Mexicans want the same thing. I think it's something that, yeah, sure, we want, but... The question is, you know, how do you get it? Do you get it with the big wall? Do you get it with more technology? And I think over the last four years, you know, this imposing 30-foot structure was a great photo op, but it didn't really deter people. I mean, you're facing a $15 billion wall and people are using $5 ladders, $10 ladders to try to scale them and get across uh, you've seen many injured migrants who are picked up and because of Title 42. The instant expulsion, right. Mm-hmm. A, you know, a rising number of injured migrants that are kicked back to Mexico. Mm-hmm. And injured, you're saying, and you've reported this, injured because the higher you build the wall, they're still going to try to climb it, but they just have further to fall when they fall. Exactly. I mean, they're just going to take a chance. You see much more uh, savvy uh, members of organized crime, you know, the smugglers, who will just put people through whatever risk there is for profit without caring, you know, what happens to that person, to that migrant. So I've interviewed some migrants lately who were injured, badly injured by trying to scale the wall, but that didn't deter them. I mean, everything they're trying to do here is, in terms of policy is aimed at deterring uh, migrants, and that hasn't stopped them. Mm-hmm. Can you explain a little bit about what happens then? So, for example, in efforts to secure the border, I mean, whether it's through a wall uh, that's built higher or, and that's a, a Trump era policy, or through border patrol agents, which are a consistently bipartisan feature of, of border enforcement. Uh, first of all, I'm still wondering, do you believe it is possible to do it? I mean, as someone who's been watching this border for decades, when you look at it, it do you think it's possible to do? I haven't seen it in, in my lifetime. And I came here as an immigrant. I mean, I haven't seen it growing up. I haven't seen it as a reporter. When you pit hungry poverty against the wall, whether you have 15 or 20,000 Border Patrol agents, I mean, that's not going to deter them. I mean, when I ask people, what's going to stop you? And they say, you know, nothing. It's, as long as... Uh, there's a glimmer of hope as long as there's an idea that maybe we can feed our families back home or put a roof over our heads. All, all we have is hope. Nothing's going to really stop us. If you like the show, let us know. Room for improvement. We want to hear that too. We're curious to know what you think, 
what you want more of, what we can improve. And if you have ideas for future guests, guest hosts, or topics, send us your thoughts at voxconversations at vox.com. And hey, if you like this episode, share it with your friends, rate and review, and come back next week for a brand new episode. Thanks so much for listening.